Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, everybody. You can't hear him, but I'm actually here with Tass. Uh, he is doing a, a all-day stream on our Twitch channel. Uh, and I thought, you know what? I forgot to record an intro yesterday, so I should do it now. Uh, we've got uh, a good little chunk of people in our chat right now. So, chat, if you got anything you'd, you'd like to shout out, um, if you can get it to me before I turn this off. Now, well, we'll see if we can work some things in. Um, before we get into today's episode, I want to take the opportunity to thank all of the patrons who joined us in the month of June. Rise Venus, Cameron Jacobson, Brandon, Kevin Tompos, Lane Abernoth, Abenroth, Hutton Hill, Nezalyn, Julie Cohen, Joseph Watson, and Anna. So thank you to all of our new Patreon supporters who joined us this month. And thank you to all of our Patreon supporters who join us every month. Um, you can find everything you need to know about it over at patreon.com slash the crit show. Uh, $1 will get you access to the most aggressively welcoming Discord community on the internet. And uh, the $5 tier will get you access to not just a ad-free feed if you'd like to support us, but not listen to ads. Uh, it'll also get you access to, by this point, it's got to be hundreds of hours of bonus content. Um, and you can find information about all of that Again, at patreon.com slash the crit show. Oh, I have a message. Um, I'm supposed to remind everybody about the game uh, that Kim is running. Alice is missing. Uh, it is a very cool game. You can find tickets for it right now over at the crit show podcast.com slash play with us. All right. I made this one short, so they didn't get a whole lot of time. Um, it is on July 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. That is uh, Kim's game of Alice is Missing. It's a very cool game, and I know she has some very fun ideas on how she's going to run it. So, uh, again, you can find that over at our website. Um, boy, anything else? I hope you're enjoying your your summer months. Um, we have been enjoying our, our little hiatus. We are very excited for the beginning of Season 5. Uh, we actually start recording it uh, in just a few days, if you're listening to this on, on the day that it comes out. Uh, but until then... I hope that you enjoy part two of Further Investigation and our Twitch chat wants all of our listeners to know uh, that they love you. Enjoy the episode. You are all sitting around a campfire uh, in the presence of Almara Dellison, who has just let you know that there was a murder committed in town last night and that she needs your help. How is this murder connected to you and the circus i'm not entirely clear on that i have not been briefed on all of the details that's something that you would have to take up with the good sheriff of this little town i have been told that the circumstances implicate people from my circus 
which is something I find very hard to accept. I would like to contract you all to represent the Umber Carnival and determine who's really responsible and preserve our reputation. Well, we know an acrobat that it sure wasn't. She has a rock-solid alibi. She kind of flashes you a smirk, um, and she says, That's wonderful, and it's not me that you have to convince. As far as I'm concerned, I'm certain that the people of my circus are innocent, but it'll be the sheriff and these townsfolk that you'll have to prove it to. Yeah, sense motive. Yeah. Okay. Roll it. 18. As far as you can tell, she's being straight with you. Um, you know, she seems kind of frustrated that this is happening, um, and she really doesn't seem to know much about it, which, you know, if if she had done it, or, like, you know, yeah. if she knew who had, like, then her saying that would read, but, like, she, she genuinely doesn't seem to know details that the sheriff hasn't given her. To ask a frank question, you seem pretty inclined that it definitely wasn't any of your crew, but is that more of a hope, or is, is that pretty solid guess? A hope is just a guess with wings. That is what they say. <laughs> I've heard that. Have we all heard? We've all heard that. Um, I mean, obviously, I can't account for the whereabouts of everybody at my carnival all of the time, but there is a reputation that comes along with working for a traveling circus, and people lean into it. So it is not uncommon for people to try and pin nefarious goings on on my crewmates. Well, as hard as it is for you to imagine that it would be somebody from the circus, I I can imagine how the townspeople might feel the same way about the people that they live with, especially in such a small community. So maybe it's easier for them to imagine somebody outside their circle did this. But you're right. We need more information. Well, if you are agreeing to take the job, I can offer you 600 gold pieces. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> And I can write up a notice that you can take along to the sheriff saying as such that you are the carnival's representatives in this matter. What exactly did the sheriff say to you? She sent word that a murder had been committed in the town and that there was evidence to implicate someone in my carnival and none of us had better be going anywhere. And have any members of your company been questioned about this murder? Not yet. I sent word for you all as soon as I received it myself. So you also understand that that means we're going to have to do the same, right? I mean, just so that we can get alibis, we can understand who is where, doing what, we need access to this place. You'll have access to the vast majority of the carnival grounds. The only exceptions being places where your safety would be compromised or places where our crew is not comfortable with you passing by. But I assure you that that will only come down to pre-established matters and not any new grievances anyone has. If anyone is suddenly reluctant to let you anywhere, I will allow you there despite that. I kind of look around at the other three with a shrug. I will point out that if it was someone and they did something premeditated, I imagine it would be someone who would have that uh, protection of knowing that you would not allow people into certain locations where they might hide themselves or things. Uh, she takes kind of a deep breath and lets it out as a shrug. Uh, and she says... With due respect, I don't know any of you particularly well, and the crew of my carnival are like my family. So, these circumstances could change along the way, but I'm not inclined to start making you promises that will discomfort my family before we even know what's going on. Ah, yes, of course. So, uh, the idea that if we need to get somewhere is a conversation, an ebb and a flow. Sure. 
as long as we all have the same understanding that we're just trying to find out the truth, we'll cross those bridges when we come to them. I have to admit, I am pretty curious to know what happened. Yes, it is highly unusual that the sheriff would contact you to say that there was a murder and it implicates someone in your circus, but not request to speak to that someone in your circus. That gives me the sense of trying to put together a case before presenting it. Yeah, maybe something broader than that. Somebody spotted the outfits, but not a person, something like that. Which that's a whole other point. Might be that somebody in your crew just just messed up, left something open for somebody to be able to steal some outfits, maybe bribed somebody for one. Somebody might know something. We just gotta we just gotta start somewhere, I guess. Well, I'm in. Yes. Uh she nods and she reaches into the bag uh, hanging on her seat and pulls out a pen and a roll of paper and starts uh, drafting up a letter. Uh, And as she does, she says, I would encourage you to make the sheriff's office your first stop on your way back into town so that we can learn exactly what we're dealing with and get things underway in a proper manner. Um, And she, you see her finish this letter and sign off on it. um, And she puts it in an envelope and uh, pours a little bit of wax on it and seals it and uh, hands it off to the king of the carnival. It's a heavy burden I carry. <laughs> <laughs> Just take comfort in knowing that your king in appearances only. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> this is a puppet government. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big target. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll give an awkward little bow to her because <laughs> I don't know how this works and uh, turn to go. Yeah, she uh, she waves you off. As you uh, head back across the carnival grounds and down towards the town proper. Um, So are you headed directly to the sheriff's office? Yeah, I think so. You all head into Ilsurian. Um, And again, it is a little, very rural community. Um, The the town center is not much. This is a a riverside community. Um, So there is some action near their little docks. Uh, It seems like maybe some trade passes through here. That's how they make some of their business. Otherwise, farming and hunting and gathering is kind of how they make community. Um, But it is nothing compared to the sprawling Magnamar that you are all used to. Uh, But you are able to make your way pretty quickly to the town jail, uh, which is just sort of at the center of town at the crossroads. Um, And as you head inside, there are uh, a few people in there uh, dressed in kind of guards outfits not like the ones you saw at the carnival but uh, a similar kit among all of them and there is a woman sitting behind a desk kind of in the back Um, she looks fairly stocky Uh, she's got actually kind of bright orange hair that is cut into sort of like a no-nonsense bob Um, and she seems to be kind of furiously writing something at her desk Uh, and as you head in one of the other, what looks like a deputy or something, kind of steps up and says, uh, uh, can I help you folks? I will uh, set the letter down in front of them and then step aside for somebody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, this gentleman takes the letter and like looks at the front of it and sees that it is addressed to uh, Sheriff Feldane uh, and looks at the back and sees that it is sealed uh, and says, uh, hey, Sheriff, uh, looks like we got some folks that are here to see you. Um, and the woman at the desk, without looking up from what she's writing, just gestures for you guys to come back in her direction. And uh, this deputy hands the letter back to uh, Quinn, and he steps out of the way now. We'll take it back. Uh, you are unimpeded by the rest of them as you head back, and uh, you approach her desk. There are two chairs in front of it, uh, and she 
does not look up. She continues writing for uh, a few more seconds after you all get there and stop. Um, but ultimately, she seems to sign her name off on something and kind of shuffle it under some other papers and then heaves a big sigh as she looks up at all of you. Can I take a brief glance at it, like across the table before she shuffles it away just to see what it is? Yeah, make a perception check. Okay. Twelve. Um, I mean, it, it looks like kind of a standard report. Uh, you know, it looks like she's drawing up a report. I think you get the impression that it is about whatever happened, whatever this crime was, uh, or this murder was specifically. Uh, but I don't think you're able to really make out any useful details. Okay. Um, so she looks up and she just kind of looks around at all of you, uh, and says, can I help you? Yes, I certainly hope that you can. We've been hired by a Ms. Alamar Dellison to be her proxy in this, uh, investigation concerning a murder that happened recently. Her attitude seems to kind of like drop on her face, like even more, you know, she already was not joyful and she looks even less joyous now. Um, and she looks at the letter in Quinn's hands and holds out her hand for it. I'll hand it over. Uh, she looks at the front, sees that it's addressed to her and she pops the seal and you see her eyes dart back and forth as she reads it over. Uh, and then she sets it back down and she says, uh, okay, well, I suppose that's fine. She's allowed to designate third-party investigators on her behalf. I'll allow you to investigate the crime scenes. You do realize that now whatever you do, you're representing that circus though, right? Any misconduct that you all perform is going to reflect on them. Sounds like that's part of the job. Okay. What do y'all want to know? Start from the beginning. Who was murdered? The victim was a local man named Archivin Walder. He's our town moneylender, sometimes a pawnbroker. Owns a local business called The Locked Box. He was found mauled while walking to his home after the circus last night. Walder's wife went looking for him when he never came home, discovered the body. Evidently, she sent some of her guards. They brought him back to his shop. She called me in. What do you mean mauled? Like, like just beat to hell or actually torn up? It seems like some kind of creature got at him. There's been stories all over the place this morning about a great four-legged beast flying over the town last night after the circus closed down, silhouetted across the moon. Of course, I'll be damned if I can find a single eyewitness who actually saw it, but it sounds an awful lot like that sphinx they got. Now, tell me, are animal attacks common in this area? Certainly not. That'd be something to consider, were it not for the fact that when those guards brought him back to the shop, they interrupted a robbery in progress. So it seems to me that there was an attack on the owner and... A hit on his place of business, all at the same time. Doesn't sound like a conventional animal attack to me. Where is Mr. Walder's body now? As far as I know, Archivin's body and the bodies of the robbers that those guards managed to take out are in transit to the Temple of Aristil. Do we know where that is? Uh, you can make a knowledge local check. 28. Yes, you know precisely. <laughs> Good God. It's just in Magnamar somewhere or no it is here it is okay. in ilsurian um i think you know with that exceptional check that uh aristil is kind of like the the god around here uh aristil is like the god of the hunt and things like that um so is a common deity to be worshipped in like rural areas um so they have their little temple here where they would have uh their cleric and people who pass are taken there to be like you know, readied and funeral service and interred and whatnot. Did the thieves have anything on them when 
they were interrupted? Were they in the process of stealing something in particular, or were they just trashing the place? I haven't taken the time yet to do a very in-depth investigation of the crime scene. You're welcome to have a look at it. From what the guards described, it seemed like they were maybe just looting and panicked when they were found. Tried to hoof it. I, I kind of look around at the other three. Would it not behoove us at some point to get Almara over there to identify these folks that they took out? See if it's any... See if it's even anybody on her crew. Now, I'm actually going to put the kibosh on that right now. If we're talking about suspects in an organized murder and robbery attempt, I don't particularly want them having access directly to the crime scene. Oh, I don't think we're discussing the crime scene, just the bodies. You've stated that these people were from her circus. She would have a roster of everyone who works there. Uh, she, like, kind of considers that a little bit. Um, and she says, um, all right, maybe... Once we've had time and once the cleric has had time to deal with the bodies, maybe we'll let her in and, and have a look at them. For now, I'd recommend y'all just go investigate that crime scene, see if you can turn up any details. Talk to the widow, see what she saw. I haven't gotten the chance to get down there yet. I'll be honest with you, I'm not necessarily convinced that this was the Sphinx or the circus either, so don't consider me your enemy. But the mood in town is sour. You know, people don't trust outsiders around here. It's a pretty insular community. I do my best to rise above all of that, but it's going to be hard. Now, poor Walter's left dead in some bushes. It'd be one thing if the deaths were accidental, but the robbery angles really got some people shook. I believe we are all on the same side here in the sense of finding out what is true and untrue. Uh, do you have anything, uh, aside from that letter perhaps, that you could give us to inform folks that we are indeed official? Perhaps charming little badges. Uh... She, like, heaves a sigh again and starts, like, opening the drawers in her desk and, like, rummaging through things. And she uh, pulls out a few little, like, ribbons that seem like they would be, like, uh, marks of distinguished action. Uh, and she says, I got these. I mean, you know, these aren't going to be accurate, but they will signal law enforcement. And obviously, I'll put out the word to all of mine that you're in on this investigation. So any of my guards that are around will be able to vouch for you. I don't imagine you'll be interrupted on the basis of not belonging anywhere. Uh, what was the public sentiment towards, towards Walder? Positive. He was one of the wealthier men in town. He was an honest businessman. I mean, he was a money lender. Not everybody was happy with the rates and whatnot, but he provided a good service and he was a nice enough man. We gotta move fast. If this does sour, we're gonna have a whole lot of people with torches and pitchforks heading towards that fair. Yeah, it seems like this has stirred a lot of unworthy opinions about the carnival folk. Seems like that's kind of the greater point, though, right? I mean, does that track, you know, obviously they want to stir up trouble, make people look the wrong way. Whoever's doing this, especially if they're dealing with robbing a money laun money launderer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, it, nobody said anything about that. <laughs> what? Especially if they're dealing with a, a money lender. Like, yeah, they're, they want to point fingers in every direction except for at themselves so hey i feel pretty good about that theory yeah i mean we definitely have a few people we have to talk to i'm really curious about seeing who these robbers were i mean if almara is <laughs> confident that it's not somebody from the circus but they're also not members of this town then they're outsiders of both groups so i wonder who that could be well She's right. I mean, tracks is only good if they're fresh. I can have one of my constables show you to where the body was found and show you to the lockbox. Let you look around. That would be excellent. Uh, she kind of snaps her fingers and the one that 
originally accosted you when you walked in, uh, heads over, and she lets him know that you are in his charge and to lead you to where the body was found. What's your name, Bubba? Gary. It's Bubba. <laughs> it's Bubba. How'd you know that? Bubba is my name now. Hey, Mac, which way to Rosebud? <laughs> How'd you know my name? I guessed. Why don't you guess your way to Rosebud? <laughs> All right, Gary, let's go. No, no, it's Bubba now. I've ch- I've changed my mind. His name is Bubba. <laughs> All right, Bub, let's go. All right. Celestine, uh, we should report back to the master of the circus, perhaps, uh, and meet up with the two of you in, in just a little bit. Yeah, sure, man, whatever. Splitting the sure. party this early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got some hit. We've got the two lowest hit points, so <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> All right, so Rainer and Celestine break off and head back towards the carnival grounds. No. No. We start to break off, and I start leading her towards where the bodies are being taken, because... I think as I pull her away, if anything's going to be derailed here, it's going to be those bodies being tampered with before we get to them. I think we should head to the bodies. Oh, okay. okay. You think somebody's going to try to cover their tracks? Yes, that would be my first guess, is that if someone did do this and we have people who could identify them as people from town or from the circus, the first thing they may do is cremate the bodies. Oh, Oh, yeah, that would get rid of a lot of evidence. Yeah, okay, let's go take a look. I couldn't say it in front of the popo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's first go with Celestine and Rainer. Uh, So you head to the temple of Aristil. Uh, It is public access. People are allowed in and out of the temple. Um, It is a humble little structure, mostly built of wood and stone. and when you head in, it is basically empty here in like the main congregation chamber. Hello? After a moment, you see a woman uh, step out from one of the back rooms. Um, she is wearing a cleric's garb with the symbol of Aristotle on it. Uh, and she says, uh, can I help you? Uh, hello. How are you today? Um, not spectacular. Uh, there has been a tragedy in town. Are you... Uh, yes, yes, we know about that. That's why we're here, actually. Uh, and I pull out the the ribbon that the sheriff gave us. We are we are here to um, investigate the the bodies. Oh, okay. Um, and you've been sent by the sheriff. We've been given uh, free reign to investigate on behalf of uh, the circus. Um, make a bluff check. This is. I mean, it's not a lie, but like. There are some detail being concealed here, right? Like you're like you know the sheriff encouraged you to go check out the crime scene, and you purposely hid what you were about to do, and then come here. Oh, okay. So I think like make a bluff to kind of you know play off how how certainly you're supposed to be here or allowed to be here. Eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. You're you're very confident in in your words here. You play it off well. Um. And she accepts it completely. Uh. And she says, uh, very well. Um. Well, my name is Sister Woodmere. Um. You are? Uh, my name is Rainer Faraday. A Celestine. Nice to meet you. I wish it was under better circumstances. Um, come, this way. Uh, and she turns and starts to head back into that back room from which she emerged. Follow her. Yeah. All right. Uh, as you enter, um, this is just a cobblestone room. Um, it seems like this is where like bodies are kept and prepared for burial. There are a couple of big kind of slab tables in the middle of the room that have what appear to be bodies under cloths laying on them. Um, There is a haze hanging in the air. It smells kind of of incense. It seems like maybe she was 
saying prayers over the body or something when you originally came in. And she stands at the head of these tables and just kind of gestures widely to all of them. One of these is Arkavin. One of them is evidently one of the attackers. And one of them is the guard that was killed. Shall we? Right. Let's start with uh, let's start with Arkavin. Okay. Uh, she peels back the cloth. Um, and you see a pretty beat to shit body in front of you. Uh, he seems to have been an older man, uh, with thinning gray hair and a goatee, and uh, he is covered in lacerations and bruises. Do the lacerations look like like claw marks or bite marks? Do they look like they could have been done with a weapon? I think there are a few different checks you could feasibly make here. I think a heel check would tell you some of this. Um, a knowledge nature check would tell you, like, specifically if this seems animalistic. Um, what are you thinking? I guess heal. Okay. Make a heal check. Ten. Um, from what you can tell, it it kind of looks as it was described. I mean, it, it does look like a big creature, like, did some clawing and some stomping and some biting here. Um, you know, it's hard to make out what exactly that would have been, but it does seem animalistic in nature. Is that how sphinxes attack their prey? Uh, you could make a knowledge arcana check to see what you know of sphinxes. Do you have knowledge arcana trained? Do you have skill points put into it yet? I don't. Okay. Uh, then I don't believe you can make this check because the DC would be above what is considered general knowledge for something like a sphinx. Because um, magical beasts fall under the purview of knowledge arcana. Oh, I have that as a class skill too, but I don't have it trained either, so I can't do it too. So yeah, his his body looks like it has suffered an animal attack. Um, it is hard to tell what creature that might be. And, you know, it, you don't know exactly off the top of your head how sphinxes work. Um, but having seen this now and like knowing the, the result, it is something you could feasibly go talk to Elmara about or like ask about how the sphinx operates with her and, and figure some stuff out still. Can I take a measurement of like the claw marks just to get kind of a rough understanding of like the size of whatever this thing is, or is it too like messed up to distinguish that? Uh, no, I think you can get measurements of some of the claw marks. Cool. I do that. All right. Sister Woodmere kind of watches you work. Um, and she says, uh, it is terrible. No, no such thing has ever happened here as far as I can remember. And, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions, but it does seem strange. Not as if the people of the carnival actually did it. Of course, I think it's unfair to hold those sorts of biases, but it doesn't seem like coincidence. Well, I think it's a pretty convenient opportunity for whoever did do it. Strangers about and the owner being gone. That's a pretty good time to try and rob a place if you're looking to steal something. Well, not all of them made out very well for themselves. Um, and she pulls back the cloth on... Uh, the table on the opposite end here, um, revealing a humanoid. Uh, I mean, it, it looks more or less like a person, except with gray skin and a sort of misshapen bald head uh, and seemingly like emaciated. Uh, and she says, uh, this is allegedly one of the thieves, but I don't know what's wrong with them. Do they look similar to Fardane? Sort of, but not not in a way that you think like they're connected. They have they have kind of like a similar gray skin tone and they're both bald headed, but that's kind of where the similarities end. Uh, but I think you could make a knowledge nature check on them to see what you know. Twenty two. God. Oofta. Uh yeah, so looking this person over, 
Um, it, they don't seem actually quite human. Uh, in fact, as far as you can tell, this seems like a skulk. Um, a skulk is like a very smooth-skinned, hairless humanoid. Um, they're typically sort of wild. They live in like small groups outside of society. Um, and they have uh, an ability to kind of camouflage themselves, um, which would come in handy trying to like break in and, and rob a place. So how exactly did this person die? They seem to have died embattled with the guard. Uh, and she pulls back that third cloth, revealing the guard, um, who looks human and middle-aged uh, and a little bit the worse for wear. Uh, and she says, although from what I've been able to ascertain about his condition, it doesn't seem like all of his wounds could have been inflicted by this one alone. I believe they said that at least one got away. So he's attacked on the street and they send his guards to protect him. Where was the thief killed? In his store or at his body? In the store. So from from what she has told you and from what the sheriff has told you, the wife very early this morning or very late last night uh, found his body, called for the guards. One of them stayed behind to guard the shop. Thieves came in, tussled with that guard. It seems like one or more of them killed him. When the other guards returned with the body, they scattered. Oh, uh, okay. I wonder if the... Uh, I'm sorry. It must be the incense in here. Um, the one that got away. If if they had something in particular that they were trying to get from the shop. Yes, I don't think we can know until they find out what might be missing. Sister Woodmere says, I mean, despite their crimes, I don't wish death upon anyone. I hope that those that escaped have survived and learned better of their actions. Is there any further investigation? you'd like to do of the bodies or shall i resume my prayers uh can i get an idea of maybe how many people might have attacked this guard i mean i don't really know what i could get from looking it over but hmm that's a good one i i think this might just be a straight up perception check i think you could both roll perception looking over this guard 21 also 21 neat blackjack um i think from examining like the wounds and kind of the angles of entry and like the differences between them, like as if from different weapons, uh, you both get the impression that it looks like he was sicked upon by probably four people. What do the wounds look like? Are they like dagger sized swords, the gnashing of teeth? <laughs> Sphinxes. Sphinxes. Sphinx sized. Um, no, they, they look like small blades, um, like an assortment of Maybe daggers and short swords. And then what about on the the gray-skinned fellow, the skulk? Uh, looks like one decisive sword strike to the heart. Sister Woodmere gingerly draws the cloths back up over their faces um, and says, uh, Well, do let me know if there's anything else I can do for you all or help out in any way. I intend to see to all these bodies just the same. It is not our duty in the mortal world to judge their souls. Can I... See if she's being truthful. Yeah, Rolson's motive. 29. She seems like she's being totally honest. You know, she she seems like pretty upset by this turn of events. Um, So, I mean, it seems like she's kind of holding back some emotion for the sake of like being professional and, you know, wise and like a, a counselor. Um, But nothing she has said has rung untrue in any way. Yes, thank you very much for your time. 
Uh, she gives you a nod as she starts swinging her censer around, uh, dispersing incense throughout the room and, and saying her prayers as you make your exit and head toward the locked box? Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, with Tom and Quinn, the constable leads you to uh, a spot along the path that you know would lead from the carnival grounds back to Archivin's home uh, where they found the body. Uh, and he just kind of puts his hands on his hips and, and gestures at the ground. You can see some uh, disruption here where either the crime happened or they recovered the body or whatever. Uh, and he just says, uh, well, have at it. <laughs> we've we've looked it over and I mean, we've told you what we figure, so. I'm, I am not even listening to him. I'm down looking through the grass. I'm like looking for tracks that might match uh, a sphinx or any other animal. I'm, I'm just trying to see what what was actually here on the ground. Okay. Uh, roll survival. Okay. 15. Yeah. You you see clawed tracks. Um, it looks like a, a big old creature. And weirdly, there's not an indication of where the creature came from or where it went. They, they just sort of start out of nowhere as if, like, something just descended on this spot. Well, shit. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking up in the air. I'm looking around towards, like, are there trees that are close? Like, I'm just, I, I know what I know at this point. I'm just still kind of glancing around trying to put it together and just theorize, but yeah. I mean, if this was any sort of animal attack, there would be, like, feathers. There would be fur there would be a, a variety of things uh I, I hate to get all the staircase owl theory about this but like animals can't just attack and like not leave any sign do we see anything that specifically points to a sphinx um i think you could make a knowledge nature check okay uh I, 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 two options here if you're trying to scrutinize what quinn has found and see if it leads you in the direction of sphinx that would be a knowledge. Actually, that'd be a knowledge arcana. Okay. Um, or if you are just trying to look around more around the area and see if you spot anything else, that would be a perception. Okay. Let's do perception first. Okay. 15. Uh, you, you don't see anything else. You don't see feathers or tufts of fur or anything that you would expect to see laying around. Uh, okay. It is, you know, it's pretty busted up around here and like. Much of the evening and morning has passed at this point, so it's not out of the question that things could have been like blown away or mm -hmm. accidentally disturbed when they were moved to the body, but you sure don't see anything. Uh, okay, then I guess I'll take a look at what Quinn has found. Okay, roll uh, Knowledge Arcana. Okay. Uh, I am not trained in this, but thanks to being a bard, uh, I can add my bard level to all knowledge checks and make all knowledge checks regardless of whether or not I'm trained. <laughs> Dope. Uh, that is a 18. Uh, that will just do it. Okay. Um, so looking at, uh, at the tracks and kind of scrutinizing them with Quinn, uh, and trying specifically to put this in a, is this a Sphinx framework? Um, from what you can tell the, the tracks, despite being clawed, aren't like Leonine, like, like a Sphinx's foot. They read as like some other kind of clawed animal. Um, and besides that, they're not deep enough for something as heavy as a sphinx should be. A sphinx is like 600 pounds. These tracks don't seem to carry that kind of weight. Hmm. I was in a production once of an opera called The Riddles of Reduvia, and our costume designer was quite the stickler for realism. 
These tracks don't match up with what a sphinx's would be. How sure are you about that? Oh, I'm positive. Yeah, all right. I mean, it's something big, but... Big, yes, but doesn't have the mass that a sphinx would have. These tracks would be a lot deeper, don't you think? Yeah, now that you say it, probably. It's certainly some sort of clawed animal, but it's not leonine. All right, here's the other problem is, if it wasn't a sphinx, what was it that can either fly or get brought in here some other way without leaving tracks? Because they don't come from anywhere, they don't go anywhere. Hmm. And are there any additional tracks in the area? Are we perhaps dealing with someone who can shapeshift? Oh, that's a thought. Shapeshift. I know there's magic that lets people move around in weird ways, too. It's a start, though, not a sphinx. Absolutely not. All right, we learned some shit. You hear that, deputy? Yeah, I hear you. Pardon me for not knowing the details of how heavy a fucking sphinx is. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I didn't mean to rib you there, man. I'm just well, like, yay, felt we're kind of reductive. No, uh, more just like, hey, we're learning together. Yay, team truth and justice and shit. Bubba rolls his eyes. All right, I tried. Uh, he says, well, is there anything else you need to see here? Or do you want to go to the other part of the crime scene, the shop? Um, I assume this was covered by my role, but I am still just, just taking like one final, like really wide lap. Like I'm looking, I'm just thinking like, did somebody cart something in and like let it loose and then wrangle it or just little things like that. I'm just kind of taking one more lap to feel good that I don't see anything else before we uh, head away. Yeah, I mean, carrying carrying over your existing role, you look around the area and you, you don't spot anything else. Yeah, let's get out of here. I don't think we're going to find anything else. All right. Uh, all right, he leads you a little bit further uh, to the locked box. It is a pretty, like, sturdy, solid stone building. Uh, it's got big, heavy wooden doors. Uh, no windows. Um, it appears to just be a single story from the outside. Uh, but he walks you up to the front doors and uh, just opens them. And standing inside, you see uh, two guards and an older woman um, who are having a conversation. And they turn to look as you open the door. Um, the old woman, I think you can see immediately is sort of puffy-eyed and weepy, um, as if she has been recently crying. And uh, she uh, she says through her sniffles, um, Can I help you? Sorry to bother. We were just hoping to uh, look around a little bit. And I kind of nod to Thomas and, and look back at this woman. That's all you. <sighs> Madam, first of all, I'm extraordinarily sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. It's I don't know what I'm going to do without him. Well, we're going to take it one day at a time, but my friend and I are here to try and find the person or creature responsible for what happened to your husband. Well, I mean, I think it's obvious what happened to my husband. He was killed by that sphinx. Now, madam, I understand why that might seem the case, but the evidence that we have found at the scene actually proves that it couldn't have been a sphinx. It was some other clawed creature. She kind of like waves that information off immediately. Uh, and she says, no, I just know it. He was so excited to go to that carnival and it, it just bothered me to think of him ogling that what's it she lion prancing around with no top on. But none of that would matter if only Archie was still here with me. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of glancing around like, 
you know, looking looking for uh, just looking over the area. But I, I do at least turn back when she says that, ma'am, I, I got to tell you, it would really make me happy if that was the case, if it was that thing, because then we'd be able to wrap this up with a nice little bow and leave, be able to find peace for you and in the truth. But it really doesn't look like that's the truth. And if that's not the truth, that means something else out there did this. And if we let that go free, well, that ain't justice, is it? Um, Again, she just seems like she's not even hearing this. Like, yeah. she seems like she's made her mind up. And that is, I mean, despite being distraught, that is its own piece. Yeah. Like, she thinks she, she's, yeah. she knows what happens. She's decided. Um, So she just kind of waves you off and, like, buries her face in a, in a handkerchief again, crying. Uh, and one of the guards kind of puts an arm around her to comfort her. Um, and the other one walks over to the two of you. So what? You like just here to investigate? I mean, I can tell you what we saw when we got here and, you know, not much has been messed with. Once we secured the premises, we just kind of locked it down and moved on with getting the body taken care of and everything. So what you want to know? Oh, yes. I would love to know uh, your account of what happened that night. Yeah. Well, you know, we uh, four of us live well lived here. Uh, we were sort of on, you know, 24 hour guard duty. We were allowed to sleep and everything. I mean, the building's pretty secure just as is, but we were all asleep when, uh, the alarm was raised by Agnes here. And she told us that she had found Arkhavan's body and asked us to go get it and see if we could find who'd done it or anything. And three of us took off. We left one guy behind just in case. And, uh, in hindsight, I guess the just in case was correct, but the one guy wasn't enough. When we came back, he was dead. One of these robbers was dead, and there were three more of them just ransacking the joint. We managed to scare them off. They kind of scattered. As far as I know, we saw one of them book it. We don't know what happened to the other two. We locked down the building, and we've just been holding down the fort ever since. Um, As he starts this, like, you know, I'm starting to hear a lot of kind of just what I expected to hear. Can I just... Can I be watching the widow and just try to get a read off of her of her like dismissing us and like you know I just I just want to try to gauge her state and see how legit this seems. Sure. Uh this sounds like a sense motive. Okay. Oh, eight. Um yeah, I mean it it seems like almost a little put on. Um you know like I don't I don't know how many times you've dealt how many times Quinn has dealt with old women grieving their dead husbands but uh yeah probably not much in in quinn's professional opinion like this seems like you're overdoing it a little bit maybe just just cool it all right hmm okay okay um yeah and then otherwise i'm still just kind of looking around to see if there's any little things they might have missed would it be possible for me to try to uh sense motive with this guard just to make sure that he isn't uh obscuring any information sure <laughs> four Oh, seems legit to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's kind of fidgety. Um and I think it's unclear to you whether that's like a trait of not being totally honest or just a trait of like still being in a high stress like on the tail end of a high stress situation. Um so I think he's he's a little bit hard for you to get a read on here. Quinn, as you start looking around this room, this this main room right inside the front doors, um is like a big old showroom. Uh, there are glass display cases um, along the walls. Uh, some of them are broken. Um, there are a couple of cases kind of in the middle of the room, like on pedestals or like like uh, like a kitchen island uh, with a glass case on it. Um, also, some somewhat broken. Um, 
as you just kind of briefly look around, you can see that the cases have just kind of a mix of valuables, like weird tools and weapons that look like they're of exceptional quality and jewelry and like fine china and antiques and artwork. Um, you know, they, they had explained that he, it's like a pawn shop and he seemed to kind of collect and display some, some of the fancier shit here. Um, and then uh, on top of one of those display cases, there is a set of, of merchants scales. I, I don't think you need to roll for anything. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like anything's really concealed here. You can very much see the state of this place. Um, you know, some of this glass has been swept up. Uh, it seems like they have tried to clean some things up in the interim here. There is still some of this stuff that is in broken cases, but was left behind. Like they couldn't scoop up in time to get out of here with it. Uh, but more or less, this this room is exactly as it appears. This seems like where the looting and escaping from and the murder took place uh there is a set of doors on the far wall like to the north they are currently closed and then there are doors on either side of the room uh kind of along the back wall a little bit shallower than that set of double doors that seem like they lead to other rooms in this building so uh they didn't get past this room huh they didn't get back into any of these other doors or parts of the building no it doesn't look like they bothered to like Go into our sleeping quarters, and he points to the door on, like, the back left. Uh, he says, the office door was locked, and he points to the door on the back right. Uh, and he says, and the vault is, like, super locked. And he points to those double doors down the hall in the back. Uh, and he says, well, I mean, the, the front doors of the vault ain't locked, but well, I guess and the door to the office was open. I assume that our buddy went in there, but, oh, well, hell, I don't know. Uh, and he kind of, like, hovers his hand, like, over his weapon, like he's actually getting nervous now thinking about, what he doesn't know of this scenario. Yeah, man, that's making me a little twitchy too. What do you say we go take a look? Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you want me to, to go with you? If you want. I'm happy to take a look on my own if you want to stay out here just in case there's any sort of ruckus. Uh, I mean, you never know. Somebody's still hiding back there. Someone ain't able to get out of there yet. If you stay out here, maybe uh, it'd be the last defense if they get past me. Can't be the case, though. But doesn't hurt to take a look, right? Uh... He's like w instantly way more on edge. Um, <laughs> he's he's like scared now. And I think Agnes is also like starting to get a little nervous. And the guard that was comforting her um, like escorts her, like puts his arm around her shoulders and like leads her towards the guard's quarters, that back left door. Um, and this other guy's like, okay, um, I'm going to stay up here. Uh you know, just in just in case. And he's like looking at the glass cases that aren't broken and like seeing if somebody could be hiding behind one of them. Be careful when you go down those stairs. There's a um a pit trap in the floor in front of like the main vault doors to to catch people. So Oh. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you for warning us. Uh and he draws his sword and starts kind of stalking around the the room and looking in the cases and like looking in any shadow and <laughs> scared of his own. <laughs> All right. Um, I have this like kind of big triangular leather like sheath type thing on my back and I uh, loosen one of the straps and uh, pull it down and my both bow and scythe are in the in the case and I'm going to take the scythe out and put it over my shoulder. My lady, want to go take a look? Let's. And I'll stroll through. Yeah, you walk through these uh, double doors. They are... Similar to the front doors, big and heavy and wooden. Um, but as he said, these are not locked. Um, and you head down the stairs. It is uh, a similarly kind of 
brutal architecture of stone leading down into uh, a sub-level here. There's just this cobblestone staircase. As you get to the bottom of the staircase, uh, there is a like a hook for a hanging lantern on the wall, and there is a, a single chair underneath it, uh, as if typically a guard would be posted here specifically. Um, but as he said, they were all asleep as they were allowed to be at that point. Um, and sure enough, as you get closer, uh, you can see that there is a very fine groove kind of scored in the floor in a rectangular shape uh, in front of a another door at the end of the hall, a large metal door that appears to be a vault door. It looks like this groove is probably the aforementioned trap in the floor. Uh, do I get an idea that I that knowing where that is, I I have a way to check this door without tripping it? Do you have disabled device? I don't. Do you have knowledge engineering? I don't. But I do have knowledge local, and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you could just make a perception check to see what what you know. Oh boy, I'm gonna try. Fourteen. I'll say that you don't see a trigger for this out here. So it seems like you can safely navigate this to the vault door. Okay, then I tentatively take a step up to the door. <laughs> I step back. Uh, nothing happens. You walk on solid floor where you know that this trap is. Um, it does not cave underneath you. There is no telltale click or anything. Uh, it seems okay. You are able to approach the vault door. Well, all right. And I want to just test the door and see if somehow it is already like sprung to open. Uh, it is not. It seems locked. All right. Well, if somebody sneaked through and got in there, they're either still in there or they got out clean. Yes. And I'll look at the trap at his feet. Do you feel all right? Uh, do you feel all right? You're bleeding a lot. <laughs> you look down and notice that a bear trap has gotten your whole bottom half. How about that? Whatever Ray fed me at the brewery must have really <laughs> numbed me up. Stole everything below the waist. Try this. What is it? It's something I've invented called Novocaine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. I wonder if it's like a, a trap. If they know somebody's in here, they flip a switch or something. Maybe. Can I look at the trap? Yeah. Can I try to deduce how it activates? Do you have disabled device? Uh. No. Without disabled device specifically, I don't think I'm going to have you roll. I don't think there's anything additional to glean here that Quinn hasn't noticed. Okay. Uh, and where was this office that the guard talked about? Uh, it was up on the main floor, and whereas the guard quarters that the one guard led Agnes to was the back left door, the office was the back right door. Well, I sure got nothing in here. We want to check the office? Yes. All right. I kind of tap the tip of the scythe on the vault door a couple of times. If you're hiding in there, come out so we don't have to fuck around. Hello? And I turn around and walk back up. I think if someone's hiding in there, it's more of his problem than ours. Vaults don't typically open from the inside. Yeah, that's true. I like want to listen at the door. Uh, make a perception check. Okay. 15? It is an awfully thick door. Um, I think you hear like a sound that you're not sure if it's just like the settling and like movement of the building or if there is like something in there. Um, but whatever it is, it's it's pretty faint. I just I turn around and look at her again with like my teeth gritted 
I'm just, I'm real paranoid, lady. I, there's something, I mean, I don't know if I'm just here in the building or if there's something in there, but God, I want to go in there. Well, is there a way to open it, or did only our Mr. Walder have the access? That's a question for the missus. Head back upstairs. Uh, you head back upstairs and into the guards' quarters to speak with Agnes. Uh, you see the one guy still kind of paranoidly patrolling around the main area, um, but inside of the quarters as you open the door, uh, Agnes is sitting there in a chair. She seems to have collected herself some. The other guard is again kind of standing there, like patting her on the back, um, and they both look up as you enter. So good to see that you're in better spirits, madam. She immediately starts crying again. (sighs) (laughs) Now, I'm afraid that we're going to need to take a peek inside of your vault. Now, did only your husband have that access, or is that something that you or perhaps the guards would know? Well, there was, I mean, there's a key in the desk in the office. I've got the key to the desk. Wonderful. Might I borrow it? Or you're more than welcome to accompany me to the office. Um, she like holds back tears and sniffles and like waves that idea off. Um, but she reaches in a pocket and pulls out like a small ring of keys and holds it up by a particular key and holds it out to you. Like she can't even bear to look at it. Thank you, madam. She nods sadly. I will, uh, head towards his office. Okay. I'm still just kind of hovering. Like I came out of the little vault hallway and kind of watched her go and have this talk. And now I'm just kind of going to the other side of that hallway as she goes in towards the office. Like I just, I don't want to leave this proximity. Okay. Uh, all right, Tom, you are able to, uh, enter the office. It is nicely decorated. Uh, there's a big old polished desk that dominates most of the office. Um, there are like hooks for the the hanging lamps along the walls. Uh, there's a big old framed portrait mounted behind the desk. Uh, one of the walls has a big display case filled with plaques and documents and like trophies and stuff. Oh, lovely. Uh, looking at the desk, do I see uh, a locked drawer? Uh, yes, there is one one drawer that has a keyhole in it. Magnificent. I will try the key. All right. Uh, you hear the click of the lock as the desk drawer uh, opens, and inside are what appear to be some accounting books uh, and a much larger key in a similar iron to the vault door downstairs. Quinn, Tom comes back out of the office moments later holding a large iron key. I assume you're going to make me turn it in the lock on top of that trap, ain't you? Oh, yes. I'm not stepping on that for anything. Yeah, that's fair. And I'll take it and stroll down and try to open this vault. Okay. Uh, you put the key in the lock and turn, and there is a just echoing metallic click from inside of the door. Uh, and as you start to pull the door open, it is shoved open in your direction as a figure starts to bolt out of the vault. And as they cross the threshold of the vault door, you hear a click and the floor beneath both of you opens and you tumble into the darkness.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you there? I think I'm getting something. Why are you recording? For science. Did you hear that? We're a little off schedule. Maybe it's the aliens. I'm studying electromagnetic phenomena and anomalies. I don't think losing people is scary, I just don't want to do it anymore. Just together with me. Radio check, who's this? I didn't do it! You never do anything! We should still be secure. Are you safe? The walkies again. Who are you? Comfort. I am not doing it on purpose. You can't bullshit! I am not doing it on purpose! Stop. Stop! Oh god. I don't like this. I don't like this. What the hell was that? I'm not supposed to know that. We're supposed to be innocent. I feel an ending coming. Oracle, a sci-fi anthology podcast set in the not-so-distant future. Season 2, Transmission, available in bi-monthly episode releases starting July 1st, 2023. Or listen now to Season 1, Iris, wherever you get your podcasts.